So happy to have you with us this week for my conversation with Misty Cogdale, who has a specialty that you've probably never heard of. She's the founder of the Handwriting Soul Academy, and perhaps you've heard of handwriting analysis, but Misty is actually, through her own experience of self-discovery, tuned into the energy and quality of letters and the way that we write them, and now applies them through programs to help people be intentional in creating the change they're looking for, increasing their self-awareness, and being a more fully expressed version of them selves. I find this conversation absolutely fascinating. And if you're looking for one more aspect of personal growth or development that you haven't discovered yet, I think you're going to love this conversation. Thanks for joining us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Would you like to make more of your meditation practice? What if there was a tool that maximized your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity and strengthen your resilience to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that shares positive images, affirmations, and motivation in a method that literally wires your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button. See a sample video and sign up for your free trial. You can take 10 days to find out how the power of personalizing your own motivational videos by adding images from your photo library will bring you even greater benefits. I know you're going to love this tool. It's become one of my favorite go-tos and an important part of my daily routine. Head over to happifiedlife.com to start off happy with Positive Prime. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with us this week to join me in the Happified podcast with my guest, Misty Cogdill. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her journey to creating Handwriting Soul Academy started when she changed her last name and therefore her signature. It took her years to realize this seemingly small shift had such a massive impact on her life. When she started unraveling the puzzle and creating major shifts by learning how to change her handwriting, she knew it was going to become her mission in life to share these tools with others. Misty created Handwriting Soul Academy to help people 
unlock their true potential and overcome limiting self-beliefs. She believes that together we can create our best lives. So please help me welcome Misty to the show. Thank you so much for taking time and joining me today. Thank you so much, Susie, for having me. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> and I, you know, when um, our paths crossed, I was intrigued. I always love those ways in which we can gain insights into the character of us and, you know, quizzes, that sort of thing. We always love things that affirm or help connect the dots and say, oh, I get that. I see that in me, or maybe that's why I respond this way. And so I was really intrigued. I've always loved the idea of handwriting analysis and it is used by the FBI. And so to take that a step further and actually be intentional with our handwriting, I was really intrigued. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your path of discovery, because this wasn't something that you just got to sit down and study and apply. It was a very different way of tuning into this for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I always look back at it and I'm like, women have been changing their handwriting, their last names, their signatures, you know, after they get married for centuries you know, and um, there are changes that happen to the neurological patterns of the brain when a woman changes her signature and her last name, um, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you get married and the next day you're a different person, right? It takes, um, it took me about a year before I actually sat down and kind of noticed the shift that had happened. And I just kind of sat back and was like, I'm different. I'm not the same person. Like what happened? What caused me to change? And how come I'm just now noticing this? Like, how long have I been changed? And, you know, just kind of felt like it snuck up on me from behind and nobody forewarned me and nobody really talks about it. And when I noticed the change, I asked several people and it just sounds like, you know, hey, people change. That's the way it goes. And I was like, no, something happened and I need to figure it out. And so the more I tried to figure it out, the more I just got confused and didn't have any answers. And um, was just kind of left without answers for like six years. Um, and then I got divorced, got my maiden name back and got my within, again, it didn't happen overnight, but I eventually within six months to a year, got my old personality back. And then again, I sat there and was like, I'm back. How did I get back? When did I get back? What caused me to get back? And, and then I was like, I, I, something happened. I got to go back and figure this out and put the puzzle pieces together. And that's where I eventually linked it to my name change. And I was like, does every woman know this? <laughs> There's something to this. And I just became obsessed with studying it after that and um, wanted to share with as many women as possible because it is such a big part of humanity. There's, you know, 7 billion people on the planet. And, you know, a lot of that population, um, you know, at least 50% is, is women. And how many of us are getting married and changing our name and changing our signatures? So, this is something that's not talked about. And I thought, hey, there's a missing in the world. We need to address it. <laughs> and I love that you've taken on this mission because I think there is a lot to that. And, you know, we think about the difference in changing our name. I took my husband's name when we married eight years ago and it was a big choice, but that was as far as it went, was just what I would be known as professionally and the work that I was doing at that time and making the transition and moving forward. And 
you know, women go through this all the time. Men rarely sit face to face with this choice. So it is an interesting thing to take on. And ultimately your work, your research and synthesis of all this information led you to write a book, an Amazon bestseller actually that came out last year. Yes, um, I did. I've got it right here. You can heal your life with handwriting. Um, I wrote it and it was basically 10 years in the making. It's a lot about my journey and my story, but it shares a lot in there about how I kind of came to understand this and what the cause and effect. I pay attention a lot to the cause and effect um, law of the universe when it comes to, you know, you do this and then this is the result. And then you look at you know, the implementation of certain things and then the after effect of it and kind of what plays out with it. So I did a lot of that over 10 years. Um, I've been in real estate, um, got to obviously see a lot of signatures with people signing the purchase agreement and stuff like that. And it, um, it's been a journey, but yeah, it was an Amazon bestseller last year. And I think it's just women in general have to, um, have ants you know there's so many women that I've met and that I've that I've spoken with over the last 10 years and all of them you know have said that you know th that there was something you know and then they say that they had a job change you know they were they related the change to their last name after the course of a year of being married either the job changed or they had a move or they had a baby and then they're like the change was because of that event and then I said, you know, nobody ever really links it back to the marriage because it's not like the next day, boom, you're a different person. So that's why it's kind of like it sneaks up on you from behind because nobody's really paying attention. Nobody really talks about it or addresses it or even says, hey, this is a big deal. This is going to change the psychology of your thinking and who you are as a person. It's going to have a major impact. And, you know, there's how many counselors out there today trying to counsel people. And I'm like, let's just go to the core and then we can address a, a big portion of if you understand this, you can make decisions from that. So I never say that somebody has to change their last name or they don't have to. I just like to educate them and give them a full education on what could or would be or what, you know, the possibilities are with the education. And then they get to consciously choose instead of having something sneak up on them from behind. They're like, well, I had no idea this was coming. And then try to live with it, not understanding any of it. If you're educated, women could change their name all they want as long as they're educated and they're happy with their choice because they know they consciously chose it because of the education they received. They're like, yes, I choose this. I love this. This fits. And I like it better than my maiden name then that's great. If they don't, they can stay. It's whatever their choice is. I just like to give them the power of choice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, you know, thinking back in my own personal timeline, I left the work that I was doing five years ago, but that shift started about two years prior. So thinking of how that timeline unfolds, that was about a year after I married Dan and took on his last name. And we talked about this when you and I met uh, earlier and, and talked about all this. My last name previously was Buck, spelled with a B, and now it's a V, Vine. And so it's really interesting to see some of the changes. And um, But this is a little abstract for some people. And I know that you have some experience. Some students have gone through your program or people who have worked with you as their coach. 
and experienced really dramatic shifts. And so is there one story that stands out that you'd like to share? Yes, I always um, enjoy telling the story of um, a gentleman, Andrew Shell, who was a client of mine. Um, he is someone who's very hard worker. He's done everything under the sun with personal development, very good, um, was earning and is, was earning $8 million a year. He's in finance doing extremely well. Um, and he always kept hitting the same numbers all the time. And he's like, I've got some sort of a block. And so no matter what he did, he was always, um, you know, achieving the same numbers and other people were achieving, you know, higher numbers. And he's like, there's, there's something missing and he couldn't quite figure it out. Then he heard me speak. And then I ended up talking with him and he's like, okay, he's like, there, maybe there's something to this, you know, and he, he showed me his handwriting, showed me his signature. And I said, yeah, I said, you have several blocks. I could see it right there in his handwriting. I highlighted it. I explained exactly what was going on and what, you know, needed to shift and why and what, you know, the cause and effect was. And he's like, well, I learned how to write like this in grade school. He's like, this is the way I was taught. And I said, I know the way they're teaching in grade school is, is wrong. I don't want to say wrong, but it's not beneficial. It's not serving your highest and best and bringing you to your soul's true potential. And he's like, okay, well, you know, what do I do? He's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take your course. And within the course of four months, like it, it was so much fun because he'd call me up and he's, he had a lot of vivid dreams and, you know, a lot of things are shifting and changing, which happens a lot in my program. People will say, you know, thing, things are like being rewired um, because they're, they're shifting, they're changing, they're advancing to their highest, truest potential. And he went from 8 million to 12 million in four months. And so he would call me up. He's like, is this stuff for real? Is like, is this magic? I'm like, no, it's science. Science backs up all of this. We're just shifting literally the blocks and, and advancing you with the true potential of what's there and um, not limiting you anymore because there were some self-sabotages found in his handwriting that when he removed them, he was able to literally advance. And um, his wife is a, is a teacher and she was wanting to learn more about it as well because she's like, well, if we're not teaching it correctly in school, then we need to, to look at this and, and maybe make some changes. So it was, it was a, a dramatic story you know, and obviously I love that one. Not everybody has the, the same story as he does, but the bottom line was there was self-sabotage in his handwriting. He removed it, removed the blocks and allowed him to reach his full potential of what was there. Um, and all the work that he had done prior, it just kind of, it was like adding gasoline to a fire. That's the analogy I used. You build the fire and then I come along and show you, you know, here, here's some gasoline that's gonna kind of amplify it. Um, of what you've already built and what you've already done. So um, for everybody, it's just advancing them to to their potential and what's what's meant for them. And I find this so fascinating. I mean, there are, you know, we don't learn handwriting in schools the way that we used to, that very, very structured, lots and lots of rote practice. <laughs> rote, not spelled with a W, but funny that it sounds the same. And um, you know, very, very common lettering. And for generations, you know, you can kind of tell the age of a writer by the style of their handwriting. It's such a traditional style and format through generations. Um, I know my mom's handwriting 
looks like so many moms handwriting from her generation, right? Who went to school in the sixties and seventies. And then my grandmother's writing, you know, had very unique characteristics. And so what are some of those letters that, um, that come to mind, you know, from that more traditional kids these days aren't learning cursive the way that we did, but some of that kind of traditional format that people might've picked up. Yeah, the traditional format I always say um, was very limiting. Um, and the way that we were taught, you know, in the 60s was a lot of cursive and that cursive was very, um, I guess it activates more of the ego side of the brain. It activates more of the, the limits and the, the way of thinking that is limiting, thinking, oh, I can't do that or, oh, I can't do that. Um, so the fact that they've actually removed a lot of the way we used to write in grade school, um, you know, with that cursive handwriting, like the big bubble A, um, the figure eight S, the, the backwards D, which some people are like, what's the backwards D? And then like when you're going from the bottom up instead of from the top down. Um, but there, there's a lot of um, over 80% of it. I have actually highlighted in my courses and shown exactly what was going on. And um, it just brings about a different way of thinking. You go from, I can't do this to, hey, I can. And so the kids in grade school nowadays, they're being taught, they're not necessarily being taught the most beneficial way, but they're not being taught the most limiting way like they used to. So I'm like, hey, we've moved it up a notch. So at least I'm starting here in the middle instead of way back here because emotions get attached to that way of writing and get drawn into the subconscious and into our psyche. So if you're bringing them at least to the middle and they're just neutral and they're just doing more print instead of cursive handwriting that was limiting, then I've got one step ahead to where it's like, okay, it's not gonna be as big of a shift, you know, cause they're, they're, it'll be easier for them to transition than if they learn the way we were taught back in like the sixties for, for writing. So I say it's a good thing. Um, and we've, we're making progress slowly, but surely. And, um, and thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness we're making progress. And, um, you've described it as being intentional or selective in the way that you want to be in the world or move forward. Can you illustrate that? Cause you really do that so beautifully. Yeah, um, so I go back to, um, my story was, I, my grandma was, was born a girl, um, and going back to looking at her handwriting, she was somebody who was abused. She was supposed to be born a boy to help out on the family farm, and her abuse showed up in her handwriting, and I, as her granddaughter, hung around her quite a bit, you know, when you're little, you go to grandma's, you get cookies, you, you know, grandma does what grandmas do, um, and you just kind of start to take on certain patterns from the family lineage, you know, and, and as you take that on, and then you grow up and you live life and you're just kind of like, hey, what gives like this, you know, th this that's playing out, you know, on, on a certain level, you're like, this isn't fun. You know, I, I took on family lineage and I was like, this is not what I want to play out in my life. And when I became intentional about my handwriting and started to change my handwriting, um, I literally started to clear generational patterns that had limited me for years. And the more that I cleared the patterns, the more I was able to clear seven generations back. 
and literally start to intentionally create the life by my own design instead of by what was given to me hereditary, which there was a lot of pain in the past from generation after generation. So to be able to clear and heal that um, and to be able to move forward and live a life by my choice and by my design, you know, being intentional and um, consciously choosing and being awake with my intentions um, and using handwriting as a tool for that and being able to see where the limits were in my handwriting and where the shifts took place that now allow me to advance and then, you know, stay consistent with it. It really allowed things to open up and flow. Um, and I, I now have been doing things that have never been done in my family lineage before. So um, I didn't come from a family of strong, I came from a, I mean, my mom was very strong, but women that, you know, aren't necessarily viewed as more than just a housewife or, you know, something like that. So um, I'm definitely moving mountains within my own life, within my own family. And I love to encourage other people, especially uh, women to do the same, that it is possible and that you can, you know, make changes. <laughs> I love that. And, and I think that intention is, is everything to do with it and, and awareness. Once there, we have an awareness that there's a way in which we can choose to make a shift, then we have that available to us. We sometimes yeah. don't even know where to begin to look. And so you mentioned um, some of the letters that are more limiting or like the backwards D. I think that's funny. I always thought that was weird to have you start at the bottom and go to the top. I'm glad I rebelled against that. Uh, and, um, Actually knew. <laughs> and some of those, those closed loops, closed loops, you know, maybe limiting. So what are some letters or shapes that are a little more open or empowering or what are some, it's hard to describe without, you know, like a, a chalkboard, if you will. Um, yeah. But if you can give us some ideas. Yeah, well, one of them that I talk about, um, and I have a, a picture of, I don't have it with me, but the, the whole alphabet, a lot of the alphabet, I would say like over 50% of it, they did little loops at the top, like a, a loop at the top by the M or a loop at the top by the letter N or the letter V, you know, they do like this little loop or um, trying to think some of the other letters, they would do like a hook on the C, you know, all of those little hooks or those little loops were actually creating jealousy patterns within our mindset. And I thought, who wants to play in that? I'm like, no wonder why women and men and like the arguing and the, all the drama that comes from jealousy patterns and how that all plays out. I was like, that's very hurtful to society. It's hurtful to our psyche. It's hurtful to our self-esteem. It's hurtful to our self-image. Like there's nothing but negative that comes from that. And I was like, if I can sit here and be a voice and be like, don't do that, please, for the love of yourself and for the love of other people that are around you, stop doing that. You will find more self-love within um, and it'll help your self-esteem, your self-image, like all of that. Like, I just want people to come from a more loving place because jealousy can do some ugly, ugly things. And that is one pattern that I, I would want to remove from everybody's psyche if I could. <laughs> but um, that's, that's one to name, you know, several of them. Um, I, I could go on and on about all of them, but every letter of the alphabet has a pattern, energy, and lesson to it. and um, 
really, if you really want to dive deep, the first letter of our first name is our biggest challenge in life. First letter of our last name is our life path. And our middle name is what we're intentionally seeking on an unconscious level and don't even know it. But it all has an energy. And if you were to change your name, you would actually change your experience of life as I did when I got married. I didn't change my first name, but I changed my last name. And in that different experience, some people either like it or they don't. But regardless, it gives you a different experience. And so from that experience, if we would have been given a different name at birth, a different first name, we would have had a different experience. Literally, it would be like an identity shift, an identity change. And um, I talk a lot with people about the first letter of their first name, because that's what we took on from our parents. It's like the moment you're born, you're given a name, and that name has patterns, energies, and lessons to it. And our parents you know, gave us that name. So it's like an energy exchange. We take on the areas that they struggle from those patterns and lessons and energies from that name. And then we take on their stuff, so to speak, and then they get to, to master it and be an example of it for us. And then, you know, we live life and then you include brothers and sisters and all the above. And there's all kinds of stuff that gets thrown in the mix. But the bottom line is the first letter of our first name is our biggest challenge in life. Once we overcome it, it becomes our greatest gift to humanity. So um, overcoming that is basically learning how to write it correctly, working with the, the patterns. There's, um, you know, there's different ways to do it that I, I talk with people in my courses that we take um, or that I've taught and people can really choose. But then they're like, okay, well, this is what I got to work through. This is what I'm overcoming. This is how I'm overcoming it. And they're doing it intentionally and then, you know, they're consciously aware of it. Um, so for example, with my name, and we could talk about your name next too, um, but with my name starting with an M, it's all about letting go of control and allowing divine grace to work through you. So any area that my parents had control issues, I took that on and tried to control everything. And um, the more that I would write the M in the correct way, because the way I used to write it was very limiting. Um, the more that I write it, the more that I work through it, the more that I let go, the more that I flow, the more that I can embrace and just allow instead of, oh my gosh, I have to control everything. And so I've come a long way in 10 years. Um, you know, so I can just imagine, you know, I've, I've looked at, for example, Taylor Swift's handwriting, and I see the way she writes her T's. And yes, the woman's extremely successful um, and, and is, is great. And at the same time, you know, there, everybody still has struggles in life. Just because they're successful in one area doesn't mean they're successful in another. Because I don't think that she's married or, you know, has found a, a happy relationship. Uh, we all have areas that we can, can work on in life. And um, it just kind of can support you to see an area that we might want to advance in and allow us to grow and develop and um, become our best selves. And hey, every little bit helps. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, it's every, every letter has a pattern, energy and lesson. And the more you get to know people, the more that you can recognize that. And, uh, and then you, you can start to, um, you could pay attention to your coworkers Pay attention to your family members, pay attention to your friends, like, hey, what, what energy is around me? And uh, do they have self-sabotage in their writing because they might be bouncing that energy off of you? And uh, you just get to be an 
aware and intentional about it. And so um, was one of those patterns in the M, the little loop, that traditional little, you start with a loop and go to the round or hooped. Yeah, so getting rid of that and then not retracing the M strokes, you know, and and not and kind of having it pull apart. Um, the other part in my signature with my T, anybody who has loops in their T, my grandma had them really bad, but you would you would draw the T and it would like go up and then you'd have this big old loop and then you'd do the crossbar. But when you have that loop, you're actually writing the letter L, not the T. And so when you activate the L and then you put the line through it, it's like a sword through spirit. And it's actually energetically causing a negative impact on the psyche. And then when you go out there, it's like negativity, please come to me on an unconscious level. And you're like, no, please don't. But you're writing it that way. You don't know you're writing it that way. And then all of a sudden you're like, why me? Well, because it is you, you're the one writing it. You're the one that doesn't know about it. You're the one who's intention, not intentionally, but you're the one who's attracting it unconsciously and you don't know what you don't know. And then you're sitting here and then you're like, oh, this and this and this. And then again, you're like, why me? And it's like, well, let's educate you so that you can undo that. And then you won't say why me anymore. You'll say, oh, <laughs> I got good luck instead of <laughs> the opposite. But knowing about it is is half of the journey, you know, fit, figuring it out and, and understanding it is half of the journey. And so in the book that you wrote, it's more about your process, your discovery. Yeah, it has a lot to do with um, my journey and my story. Um, I do give some examples of the letters in there um, and, you know, the most beneficial way to write it and why. Um, I didn't do the the full alphabet in there just because I have worked with some people that I've had to literally stop in my program and and have them not continue because it was changing so much of the psychology of their mindset that they were um, it, it was too much for them. This is not a, a journey that's for you know just anybody, somebody who's done a lot of personal development work and somebody who's ready to, um, because they are stable, that they can handle the changes that will take place because emotions will come up, um, you know, certain patterns will be challenged, you know, and you really have to have a lot of self-awareness to be able to do this journey. And some of the clients that I have taken on, I've literally stopped and said, you know what, you know, let's, let's, uh, I'm more than happy to give you your money back. I'm more than happy to put things on pause. You know, let's revisit it when you're a little bit stronger and able to take this kind of work on because it is a challenge. And it is something that I like to be there to answer questions. I like to be there to support people. I like to be there to answer. I've, I've, done and studied this for 10 years I know it like the back of my hand when something is going on with somebody I'm very intuitive I usually 95 percent of the time can figure it out and if I can't you give me a, a day or two and I will have it figured out through the patterns of questions that I ask so I like to um you know have that support for people because when you're messing with I don't want to say messing with your mindset but when you're making conscious changes you know this is you want to do it in a loving way and not just you know anything and be like oh let's just bumble along and and try this well there can be um you know there's cause and effect to everything and I always like to say hey let's 
let's go the best route possible instead of trial and error. Right, and, and it does, you know, we definitely benefit from the perspective of someone who's gone through that process themselves, obviously, but also the experience of seeing other people go through that process and right. being aware right. of some of those sticky points we might find. Yeah, it, it's exactly like that. And, you know, when people can say, all right, I'm ready for this. And then, you know, it's one thing to talk about something that all of my clients, I have said this so many times to them. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to experience it. And once they start in my program, they start with the journey and they're like, holy cow, you weren't kidding. And I'm like, I know. And then they're like, now I get what you're talking about. And they're like, oh, no, well, wow. You know, and just people's reactions to, you know, it's one thing to talk about it, but when they start experiencing it, it's a whole nother thing. And then they're, then, then they're, it's like the light bulb goes off in a whole nother way. And then they're like, all kinds of questions come up that weren't there before. And then they're experiencing. And then every week we get on the coaching calls, we've got group coaching calls. And then they're, you know, asking questions and then they're like, okay, well, I experienced this. And I'm like, okay, this is what that's caused by. And then they're like, oh, and then they're noticing the cause and effect. So it really is a, a deep education, but a deep dive into our, our psyche and just really what's there and what we're dealing with. And um, I always try to come from the most loving place possible and say, hey, you know, we're, we're, we got to come at this with eyes of love, no matter what, because it's a journey. <laughs> And so, um, and I know you have some ongoing programs or, or opportunities where people can connect with you if they're curious. So what's a way how people can get started or see if this is something that they're, if their curiosity is peaked, do they want more? How do they know if they're ready? Yeah, um, thank you. Well, I've got my website, so you could go to www.handwritingsoulacademy.com. Um, you're able to click on my calendar and book an appointment with me there. Um, I do have a webinar um, on LinkedIn and Facebook tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, where people can come and watch my webinar. Um, it will be recorded. So if there's somebody that, you know, is finding out about this a little bit later, I could always send them the recording later. Um, but it, it really is something that um, I do have a Facebook group that people could check out, Handwriting Soul Academy, the, the public Facebook group. It's a private group for the public. Um, but I've gone live in there several times. So when you just clicking in there and getting in there, there's tons of information um, with different videos and different um, teachings that I've that I've shared. There's a, a five day webinar um, or five day masterclass that I did that's posted in the guide section with a workbook um, that I did for free back in June for people so they could watch that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different things and then as well as I've been on YouTube on several other podcasts and every every question creates a, a new curiosity so that's been a, a fun journey as well but um but yeah the best way would be to go to my website handwritingsoulacademy.com and um, click on my calendar and book an appointment I love it so rather than trying to get the short the short track and say, what's my power letter? What's my creativity letter and going and filling pages with it. We need to have a little more strategy and intention and yeah. in how we begin calling yeah, down some always, of these shifts. I always say people can send me a sample of their handwriting when I have an appointment with them. 
and then um, I'll be able to look and give them a couple of um, things that I see in their handwriting and uh, and then share with them what what they would get obviously out of out of the course and and what's there and what they really want to take on but I do do a process of questioning to see how much personal development they have done, how much awareness they've done, or how much awareness they have um, to be able to, to really take on a program like what I've got, because it's, it's a journey. <laughs> and I know that you have um, started a children's book, and I think this is such an exciting little project that in its own time will unfold, but can you give us an idea what that might be about? We can keep an eye peeled. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's actually called the Cave of Wonders, and um, it's all the little kids. I just kind of, um, it, I started it years ago, and it's interesting because I got to the letter S, and I have not finished it from the letter S on to the, to the letter Z, and uh, my aunt pointed out, she said, isn't that interesting that you stopped at the letter that's at your father's name? My dad's name starts with uh, an S. So I, I think there's there's something that I'm working through still. Any which way, it's it's really fun. It's um, every letter of the alphabet wants to be the child's friend, and um, you know it's it's hey you know I'm the letter A. I'm happy you're here. Will you be friends with me? If you write me like this, I can help you do this, and then it kind of explains all the different things with it. So. Um, it's been a it's been a fun journey and uh, one that I hope to complete soon. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think to our earlier point in the conversation when we were talking about at least without the extra guidance, kids are kind of starting from scratch rather than starting right. with a setback to Correct. have something fun and engaging like this, that, you know, from that starting point, it would be fascinating to see where we could go if we can bypass some of those patterns that we acquire, you know, rather than and simply following having, our own path. Absolutely. Having the children start out with this by age five, um, right out of the gate and not have, you know, what everybody else was given back in the sixties or the fifties or whatever um would move mountains like they would be so far ahead and and I always wonder what my life would have been like if I would have had this at age 10 instead of figuring it out at age 30 um but it's or age 28 technically but yeah it's been it's something that I think would advance humanity it would advance the children tremendously and something that I would love to see in the school system someday but that's, there's a person out there for that specific task. And, uh, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I always say, you know, maybe there's something I still need to learn or do to be able to attract that individual person who can help with that. Maybe they're listening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's a journey, but it's fun. Mm. <laughs> And along the lines or the theme of Happified, are there any letters that um, have a happier energy or vibration or are calming innately? Anything that comes to mind? Yes, the letter Z is uh, the letter of peace. And it, um, I am not a doctor. I do not prescribe medication for anybody. And I always say consult with your doctor before going off any medication. But I have had several 
people that I've spoken to that I've worked with that have started writing the letter Z that had a lot of bad anxiety. And um, they start writing the letter Z and then they're like, huh, my anxiety's gone. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that interesting? You don't need to pop a pill. You just need to shift the mindset and it, uh, it, heal, it, it transforms itself. Um, and then they can make their own opinion and their own judgment through their own experience. But I do know several people who um, can attest to they are very, very happy that they write that letter now. <laughs> well, and it just makes me think, you know, we've always said catch some Z's and oh. <laughs> it, peace or sleep does require a bit of peace of mind to slip into. So, yeah, yeah. Light bulb moments. <laughs> I love it. And I don't want to forget too, I love your way of describing um, the intention or choosing your mindset or outlook, kind of like changing your wardrobe or your yes. perspective. Yes. I've um I've done several different experiments with the letters and um I I couldn't quite figure out. I'm like, how do I explain this to people? Like I I could feel it, I could see it, but I was like, there's no way I can ever explain this to anybody. And eventually it came to me that it's, um, when you're writing a specific letter, you're activating a certain energy, a certain pattern, a certain way of, um, of a characteristic trait, you know? And when you're activating that, it's gonna feel a certain way. So there's certain letters for confidence. There's certain letters for creativity. There's certain letters for um, learning and evaluating. And when you access those letters and you work with them, you're taking on a new viewpoint or a new shift or a, a new way of thinking. And when you're doing that, the analogy that I came up with is like wearing different colored glasses or um, wearing a different outfit. Like if you put a shirt on over your thinking, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like I, I have a purple um, top on today and it's like, oh, do I like the purple or should I, should I wear yellow or should I wear orange? You know, if I was to wear different colored glasses and I was to wear blue, I would literally see the world through blue glasses. If I was to put on orange glasses, I would literally see the world through orange, like everything would have a tint of orange to it. Well, when you write a specific letter and you're focused on specific words with those letters, like, um, you know, the letter T versus, um, you know, the letter Z, um, it's like blue glasses versus orange glasses. And you literally will see something from a different perspective and from a different shift that would take place and it's like oh I see the world in blue okay well that's like the letter t and then you're writing that letter you're you're accessing the benefits from that letter you're accessing the energy the vibration the the patterns the lessons all of that comes with it and then you're like okay I'm done with the blue glasses let's put the blue glasses down now let's put on the orange glasses which we'll just call it the letter z now I can see the world through these glasses and now everything has a tint of orange which for example as an example the letter z all of a sudden it's like I don't worry about that so much it's just this simple or you know i really don't think i need to overthink that too much or i really don't I, you know i was really stressing about this and there's no reason to be stressed out about that like all of a sudden you're looking at the world through these orange glasses and you're like i really like these orange glasses i think i want to keep them on for a while you know let's just wear these orange glasses every day for a while okay well let's just write that letter a little bit more 
every day. And then you just kind of can can um, adjust into that new um, outfit. If, if you wanna say the glasses are part of your outfit, um, then you can, but that's the, the, it took me years to put that analogy together. Cause I was like, how in the world do I explain this to anybody? Um, it took me quite a while, but um, I also give the analogy of um, ketchup and mustard. <laughs> which is like our mindset is like a container, right? And we've got all of our experiences in this container and we call that life, right? And so I always think of like a bottle of ketchup and it's a bottle that squirts out at the bottom. So if you squeeze that bottle, you're gonna get ketchup that comes out. But if you start to do personal development work and you start to, you know, maybe write new letters and and I always talk about the power of questions and you just start kind of shifting and doing all of this work that you do um, in my courses. Then I always say, it's like literally cutting the top off. And then as you squeeze the bottle, you're still getting ketchup that comes out, but you're starting to input mustard, you know? And then eventually you're gonna continue to squeeze out ketchup the more and more that you do. But the more that you squeeze out ketchup, the more you're filling it up with mustard, eventually mustard is going to come out of the bottle and, and is going to be what you're trying to um, create, what you're intending. Like I've got several people writing all different kinds of things and all different kinds of um, things they're wanting to manifest, they're wanting to attract. And it's literally the analogy of that eventually mustard's going to come out. And so it's like building a bridge and when they when they understand that and they're like okay I haven't got to the mustard yet but I'm still going I'm still writing but you know getting getting it through to the other side um that's one of the analogies that I use for that as well to be able to explain in simple terms like exactly what's going on with our mindset and how to shift things and, and what to be aware of mm, and I think that really helps because I think sometimes we get in whatever manner we are taking a closer look at the way we are or be in the world and, and what we want to create, we get frustrated that there's no light switch. So I yeah. love that image that, you know, we've got to kind of clear the cache and let some things work out so that that benefit starts to be realized. Yeah, yeah. it it took a while to, to come up with that analogy too. But once I did, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And it, it makes it so simple to, to understand. And it's like, we just have to keep doing the work. We just have to keep implementing and eventually it does pay off. And we, we might not see it the next day. Like we, you know, so many people, you order something off Amazon, you get it the next day. You know, people are like instant, instant, instant. We want things fast. Um, but this is a journey and it's one that it's like, you just got to have the patience to work through. Eventually the must, the mustard will show up. <laughs> <laughs> the so, fruits of our labors. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm, I love so, it. I love it. I love what you share and the way that you make it relatable and tangible and that, you know, you have your ongoing, um, webinars or sessions where people can drop in as they come across the episode, as they discover your work, or when they, it comes back to them, they have that light bulb moment and they say, hmm, maybe I'm ready to write myself a new story. There you go. I can get in touch with yeah. you. They get, they get to start a new chapter or write a new book. <laughs> yes. Every day is a fresh page. So yes, yes. And it's a blank canvas. You get to create what you want. 
that's the beautiful thing is once you clear the stuff from the past, then you're intentional and in saying, hey, I want to create this today. Right? Yeah. I love it. Once we're free of that other stuff we've been carrying around and had applied to us. And right. All the rest of that old story. Right. I love it. I, I always love connecting with you. I think it's so much fun to explore the possibility of this. And I hope that, uh, that people will play with that potential as well. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up today? Um, the thing I always like to share, um, the one tip is a lot of military um, uh, military and people that are like ER in the ER or firefighters or people that are police officers, they have to write in all capital letters. Um, and when they write in all capital letters, it does disconnect them a little bit from their emotions. Um, and they do that, it's intentional. They, they write in all capital letters. They have people write in all capital letters to have them be able to do the job that they need to do in order to, you know, not get caught up in emotions like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Um, so for, for a lot of, as a lot of men, but women also, if they are writing in capital letters, just know any family member or anything like that um, may feel, and I've, I've interviewed and spoken with so many people that, you know, they feel like their, their significant other or whatever is at arm's length. You know, so I've, I've worked with uh, several people, but um, one gentleman in particular that, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And he had, was writing in all capital letters. And I explained, you know, cause he was in the military and he came back and he's like, everything's fine. And it's like, well, you might think it's fine, but there is a little bit of a disconnect. His three-year-old son was not a cuddly son. He was just, you know, a three-year-old baby and, you know, doing what three-year-olds do. But he was not like cuddly with his dad and you know he didn't think anything of it he's like my kid is fine everything's wonderful i said that's great i said let's go through the program and then you'll we'll see what the results are because he did write in all capital letters um and we had him shift and he went through everything and at the end of it he was blown away and he goes nothing was wrong before but boy things sure did get good and he goes the biggest gift that he received was his three-year-old son was actually cuddly and started to respond to him and be a cuddly three-year-old that just wanted his dad and he goes oh my gosh he goes it's like his son just opened up and I said that was your energy field that not that there was a disconnect there but it, it was energy that was almost like a block that was not allowing him to respond to him in the way that he maybe wanted to and once that block kind of got lifted and removed, it kind of opened the door and he got to just have that heart to heart instead of, you know, the wall being in the way. And he got to experience his three-year-old son for his three-year-old son, you know, and in and, and that open-hearted um, atmosphere. And he goes, I did not know what I did not know. And um, that was just one of, because three-year-olds, they're, they're not, they're, they don't know any different. They're just being themselves. They don't know how to be anything other than who they are. And so for, for that experience, that really touched my heart to be like, you know, isn't that beautiful? And then his wife, he said, you know, they, they were fine before. So he thought, um, and he goes, things just became incredibly wonderful between him and his wife. And so I was so happy to hear um, the journey between 
that that opened up. And so I always say if, if there's anybody, and I talk about it in my webinars also, anybody that writes in capital letters, you might want to, you know, pay attention, be a little bit more aware. Um, it's one thing to write it at work, but just to do some of the side work outside of work to uh, have the relationships in your life be a little bit um, not so guarded. <laughs> uh, so if there's anything I could share, there are a lot of military men that were, you know, maybe over in Vietnam that were wounded. And there's a lot of trauma that kind of got stuck from what they experienced, what they saw, what they did. And if they changed their handwriting, it could actually open the door um, for them psychologically. And then, and I would still say, you know, definitely work with a counselor, but it would allow some healing, some, you got to be careful with that word, some transformation to take place within and for them that could open doors and, uh, and work through some of that instead of have the PTSD and kind of actually heal it or transform it um, on levels that uh, they couldn't have access to before. So Anyone who knows anyone in the military, definitely look into it. Oh, fascinating. I definitely do. I'm, I'm from a military family and I, I think that's really profound. And it goes back again to what you were saying at the beginning. You know, this is a piece that fits best when people have also done other work. Yeah. This isn't a starting point or a finishing point. This isn't the one step to transformation, but it can start to unlock or... Um, amplify, bring a little lighter fluid to some of the other work and intention that you have going on if you're looking for ways to shift or to optimize or to have transformation. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it's a journey. Like um, our life is a reflection of the questions we ask and the deeper questions that we ask, the more um, stuff comes to us. And so that's why that quote, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear you know, it, it's people are drawn to things or attract things to them when they're ready at the right time. So, you know, someone might be listening right now and somebody might be listening in six months. Well, they're ready in six months. They're not ready right now. You know, there's there's a lot of things that go at play, but I always say there's a, a bigger a bigger purpose beyond us that we're not necessarily that we can't see that's got their hands in play with all of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and definitely. And the way that we play into, you know, this experience that we share with everyone around us. Yes. Too. It, it's like earth school. We're, we're spiritual <laughs> beings having a physical experience in earth school. And uh, it's, it's all about uh, the journey of awakening. Mm, beautiful. I'm so grateful for your time and stories and insights. And I hope that there are some ahas or light bulb moments and and we'll make sure that all your information is in this show notes so people can connect with you there okay. um, Thank when you. they feel called to do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much, Misty. This has been great. Yes. Thank you for having me on your show. It was an honor to be here and I'm happy to uh, make a difference for someone somehow in some way. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take good care. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one. 
and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining. <laughs>